Welcome back to But It Says, where we examine the plain read of the Bible text. Today, let's jump into Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, found in Matthew 5. You may want to have pen and paper handy because I'll be referencing many verses. That's how we learn to let the Bible define and explain itself. Starting in verse 3, Jesus begins, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is speaking to his disciples, we see that in verse 1, about the kingdom of heaven. What is this kingdom? Well, allowing the Bible to interpret itself, what do the Hebrew scriptures tell us the kingdom is? If we look through the Old Testament, we see it's the earthly reign of Messiah, the anointed one, the king and kingdom God promised to the Hebrew people. He would bring judgment on the nation of Israel and the people of the world, then would restore national Israel fulfill God's promises to them of land and blessing, and reign from David's throne in Jerusalem. For more discussion on the kingdom, you can refer back to episode 2. Back to the Beatitudes, let's break down what Jesus was teaching here. Those who mourn will be comforted, and the meek will inherit the earth. This agrees with what we read in Isaiah 61, 1-5, when God gave the prophet Isaiah good news to tell Israel about their future. This unfulfilled prophecy is about Messiah's kingdom. I'm going to read this Isaiah passage, but first we have to understand some things. In the passage, me is the prophet Isaiah. The day of God's vengeance is the time of judgment on Israel and the nations prior to the establishment of Messiah's kingdom. Zion is Jerusalem as defined in 2 Samuel 5.17 as the city of David. Strangers and aliens are biblically defined as those who are not Israelites, in other words, the Gentiles, those from all the other nations. And the ye and your are Israel. These are all defined by how the Bible defines them. If in doubt, go back and read the whole book of Isaiah. Don't read things into it, but read it for what it plainly says to whom it says. So now, Isaiah 61, keeping in mind what Jesus was teaching on the mount. Isaiah says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old wastes, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, 
and the sons of the alien shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. The context of Isaiah 61 is telling of the time when Israel will be exalted and the nations or the Gentiles will serve her. In other words, when the meek will inherit the earth. We see the statement also in Psalm 37 when David is comforting the Hebrew people. They were seeing evil prosper all around them, but he reminds them of God's promises to them, saying in verse 11, But the meek shall inherit the earth. Back to the Beatitudes. They that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. This harkens back to Isaiah 55, 1. Everyone that thirsts, come to the waters. In Psalm 22:26, the meek shall eat and be satisfied. Both of these verses are in the context of Messiah's kingdom. What's my point? Jesus' teachings on the Mount simply reflected exactly what the Hebrew Scriptures said Messiah's kingdom would be like. He was reaffirming that if those Jews would continue in those acts, they would be judged worthy to enter their promised kingdom and receive those blessings. Some people like to teach these promises are for us today. But let's examine that. First, we'd have to take the kingdom as a spiritual abstract, even though the Bible nowhere defines it as such. Researching all the biblical descriptions of the promised messianic kingdom, we clearly see we ain't there yet, folks. We'd have to force this onto the text. Second, if we buy into a spiritual kingdom and that these blessings here are instructions for us to have eternal life, then there's no avoiding that our salvation is works-based. We have to be poor in spirit. I can only imagine the multitude and magnitude of definitions we'd have to dream up for this one. We have to be meek. Well, would even one outburst of anger doom us to damnation? How many times could we not be gentle and still inherit the earth? And there's another one. We'd have to redefine inherit the earth. Because I thought we were talking about going to heaven. So does earth really mean heaven? We have to be merciful to receive mercy. Uh Uh-oh. So for God to be merciful to me, I have to first be merciful to others? This is getting sticky. We have to be peacemakers. Well, there goes John the Baptist. He called people vipers. And Peter, he cut off that soldier's ear. And Paul, I seem to recall him calling the Galatians names. Barnabas and Paul had that big argument with the Judeans. And can I say even Jesus? There was that time he turned over the merchants' tables in the temple. And then jump down to Matthew 5.22. If we get angry with our brother or call someone a fool, we're in danger of hellfire? Do you see how messy it gets when we define things rather than letting the Bible do so? Where is Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 in this? For it's by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourselves, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not there, because the body of Christ wasn't there yet. Jesus hadn't even died, been buried, and resurrected yet, which is the foundation of our faith. Note, Jesus was preparing the people of Israel to receive its king and kingdom. John the Baptist had been calling them to repentance, confession of sins, and cleansing, or baptism, because their kingdom was at hand. Read Matthew chapter 3. 
Then Jesus began telling them to repent for the same reason. Matthew 4.17 Their time of judgment and coming kingdom was at hand. It wasn't there yet, but it was near. For their sakes, Jesus was calling the Jews to obedience to the Mosaic Law. He said in Matthew 5.19, Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Does that sound like it's for someone saved by grace through faith alone, or someone under the Mosaic law? Well, that's enough for today. We'll look more into the words of our Savior Jesus next time. Thanks for tuning in. 